Radio. The Journey with Dave and Dodsey, an initiative of the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong and Pulse 94.1. It's now time for The Journey with Dodsey and Dave. G'day, welcome to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. I'm Dodsey. And I'm Dave. How are you, Dodsey? Great to see you again. Mate, I couldn't be better. I'm in the usual red chair behind the old mic. And I believe you've been on a bit of a journey of your own this week, Dave. Well, I tell you what, one thing I love doing is hiking up around the escarpment of the Illawarra, whether it be north or south of Wollongong. And I'll tell you what, Dodsey, when I do, I like looking up different masses and different mass times. Recently, West Wollongong, and even more recently, Thoreau. What hit home for me when I went to these different churches was that they had the journey posters around the churches and also those little flyers. Mm. And then in that moment, I had a look around and I saw all these parishioners and I thought, wow, I'm a part of getting the gospel message out there to these people. Yeah, it's a humbling experience, isn't it? I had a very similar experience down there at Stella Maris Catholic School in Shell Harbour where these flyers are in every teacher's pigeonhole. And it started a real conversation going each week about you know, what faith means and faith in action particularly. And speaking of faith in action... The, the kids, uh, particularly in Year 5 and 6 down there at Stella Maris, have just today been handed a certificate of appreciation and recognition for their efforts in raising almost 300 different donation items for the Mini Vinnies Winter Appeal. And that came directly from the president of the local Vinnies chapter, Anna Leshnik. Great story indeed. It's great to get the kids into the habit of the gift of giving. Anyway, what's been happening around the traps? Well, as you know, Dave, the federal election's done and dusted, but there is one issue that burns on and on, and that is the issue of asylum seekers. Our very own Bishop Peter Ingham's been quite vocal in calling for respect for the dignity and rights of every person, and that that should be central to any asylum seeker policy. In fact, the Bishop of Darwin, Eugene Hurley, has written a beautiful open letter to both Kevin Rudd and Tony Abbott, where he talked about the harrowing experiences of those in detention in Australia. He tells particularly of one experience when he visited a detainee in Woomera and they spoke about freedom and the detainee shared this pearl of wisdom, Dave. Father, if freedom is all you've known, then you've never known freedom. And that's been with me all week. Yeah, beautiful quote there, Dodsey. Now, while many Australians were glued to their TVs or radios following the election, millions of Christians worldwide were taking on Pope Francis's call to action for a day of fasting and prayer for peace in Syria. The Pope also invited non-Catholic Christians and non-Christian believers to participate in ways they felt were appropriate. Never again war, said Pope Francis. We want a peaceful world, he said. We want to be men and women of peace. Powerful words from Pope Francis there. Dave, what have we got coming up on the show, mate? Yeah, Dodsey, we've got Gospel Reflections with Father Ken. Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy on forgiving. Also Sister Hilda, one of my favourites with wisdom from the Abbey. Our producer, Jude Hennessy, sits down with University of Wollongong chaplain, Sister Maria Panita. Also Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. And the Parolas with their Smart Lovin' segment. And our old mate Pete Gilmore with Living the Gospel. It's The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Let's get on with the show. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. The Gospel this week is again from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 14. None of you can be my disciple unless you give up all your possessions. Whoa, wait a minute. He can't really mean that, can he? Well, Jesus said it. 
St. Francis of Assisi indeed gave up his possessions, but at the same time, he was the richest man on God's earth. He could call all of God's creation his brother or sister, brother, son, sister moon. Maybe this week we are called upon to face the hard decisions that we have to make in life, to walk the road which surely leads from slavery to freedom, slavery to our possessions, and freedom to embrace the world as God created it, indeed freedom to embrace our sisters and brothers for who they are, not for what they have. Do we hold on to our ivory towers, our palaces? Do we hold on to our preconceived ideas, our own rights as though they were all important, indeed our self-righteousness? Do we hold on to that? Where do I count the cost in my life? Is it in my ideas, my possessions, my prejudices, my bigotry, my culture, or indeed my religion? What is it that interferes with my welcoming others, all others, as my sisters and brothers? Do I justify myself by my religion, by my party politics, by my family, or by my loyalty to something else? It is to Christ that we are to be faithful. That's the possession which is most prized, the possession of God's love that's been given to us freely, not to hold on to, but to give and to share with others. Let's pray we'll do that and indeed be one of Christ's disciples. This is Father Ken Cave from the parish of St. Michael at Thrill. Abby, also a great interview with Trish McCarthy. That was one you did, Dodsey, so we're looking forward to that one. Hey, I want to let the listeners know about the Dads and Lads Camping Weekend. It's Friday the 6th of September, right up until Sunday the 8th of September. It's a weekend for men of all ages, not just fathers and sons. You can find out more, Wollongong at ymt.com.au, 0433 You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. And now... Inspiring you to dream. Here's Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. When I was younger, my brothers and I would fight consistently, as most brothers do. Sometimes it was even about something. In those days when we fought over who was the best footballer or who was the strongest or tallest, we'd often repeat it all again the very next day. But we'd always forgive each other and forget it all so easily. I've noticed that as we grow older, the things we argue about are a bit more serious. And at times it can be hard to forgive or take a long time to forgive. Scripture tells us that if the same person sins against you seven times a day and repents, you must forgive. Imagine if someone needed to be forgiven seven times a day. That seems impossible and yet it's what is asked of us. We are to forgive over and over and there's no end to the forgiveness we should give to those around us. Do you know that when we don't forgive, we carry the weight of it even though we may have done nothing wrong? When we choose to forgive, it frees both the other person and us. Is there someone you need to forgive in your life right now? Is there someone you need to ask forgiveness of? Remember that forgiveness allows you to become all that you can be. Why don't you join me at thecatholicguy.com where you'll be inspired to dream. Welcome back to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. That was the Catholic guy, Bruce Downs, Dave a very challenging reflection there by Father Ken before that, and that got me asking myself, what do I hold on to in my life? And I realised that by being the hoarder I am, I'm taking up room where God could be filling me with his grace and love. Reminded me of a great quote, actually, Dodsey, be the transformation you wish for in the world, and we can do that through God's love. 
One of the most powerful parts of that gospel reflection for me was Francis of Assisi giving up all of his possessions and being the richest man on God's earth. He could call all of God's creation his brother and sister. Brother, son, sister, moon. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. We live by the rule of St. Benedict up at the monastery and the opening words of our rule are Listen with the ear of your heart. Some years ago, my mother, who was buying us a ham down at the local supermarket, happened to come across the cash register girl. And my mother, who I I said is nearly 90, describes her as the little girl at the cash register who's not our type. Well, I'll leave you to work that out for yourself. As Mum came up with the ham and a few other things that she was getting, she noticed that the poor kid was crying. Whatever's wrong, my mother said. It turned out that the poor kid had been given the sack and this was right on Christmas. Mum stood there listening to the tale of woe and then noticed that when the price came out, the ham hadn't been included. Mm -hmm. That's on Cheapskates Incorporated, the deer who's not our type responded. But it was the next bit that got me. As Mum was leaving, the little girl said, I'm going to miss you, Mrs Scott. You're the only customer who ever comes here, asks me how I am, and listens while I tell you. Mum listened with the ear of her heart. Today, you'll be listened to, please God, with the ear of somebody else's heart. Will you listen with the ear of your heart? And what will you hear when you do listen? Our God will listen to you today with the ear of his heart, and you'll be listened to as none other. Welcome back to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Just then we had Sister Hilda with her wisdom from the Abbey talking all about listening with the ear of your heart, which is the prologue of the first rule of St. Benedict. I remember hearing that rule, listen with the ear of your heart, years ago. And at first it didn't make much sense to me. But the more I read about St. Benedict and the more I practiced quiet, focused listening, the more I began to understand that looking for God in all things in the ordinary circumstances of my life is possible. Yeah, Dave, and it's not always easy, is it? I mean, the challenge is that every day we've got so many things to do. You know, the crush of work, you've got family, you've got outside you know, distractions, and you move on from one thing to the next so quickly. But, you know, it is possible to do our work on one level, yet you can reflect with your mind and heart on where God is in the task. Now, can we allow the task before us to reveal itself, maybe, as an opportunity to find God? And speaking about opportunities to find God... Our producer Jude Hennessy caught up with University of Wollongong chaplain Sister Maria Panita this week to discuss her role in bringing uni students to God. Let's have a listen to that interview now. It's The Journey on Pulse 94.1. I'm here with Sister Maria Panetta from Verbon Day Missionaries, which means Word of God, and Sister Maria is the chaplain at the University of Wollongong. How are you going, Sister Maria? Very good, Jude. Thanks for having me here today. Oh, it's great to have you here. Sister Maria, I just wanted to, to have a chat to you today. Give us a bit of an opportunity to find out what you do at the university. The work that we're doing at the university actually coincides with the same spirituality from my community, which is prayer and the ministry of the word. So we have an open campus to invite students to get to know Christ through a personal relationship, but based on the word of God. That sounds fascinating. And universities are big places. How do you do this? How do you outreach this and and engage uni students with the the Word of God? Well, 
Our first opportunity is in O-Week because all the clubs and societies have open field to invite students to the different activities that are on campus. And we're very strongly working together with the Catholic Society. So during O-Week, we have the opportunity to approach the first year students and invite them to be a part of the Catholic Society. What we offer as chaplains uh, to the university is to invite students to deepen their relationship with Christ through the Word of God. Sister, universities are pretty vibrant, busy places, and often students have got really busy schedules and lifestyles, and there's lots of things competing for their attention. How do you get their attention, and how do you get them to focus their attention on their relationship with Jesus? It's a process, and I think that sometimes it can be already the Holy Spirit is working in a person's heart, and they desire to look for something deeper in their life, in, in their faith. Sister, you must have some great stories to tell about experiences with with students over the years who've been genuinely searching for understanding of God and, and meaning in life. Could you share some of those examples with us? Yes, and I actually have many, many examples of students that are in that moment of questioning, searching for deeper meaning to their life, answering the question, who is God? Who am I? Where am I going? What is the purpose of my own life? Is it just to do a career and finish a career for myself? Is this the journey of my life? So you can see, I can give you many examples, but the way what I've seen in this time that I've been at the university is that through conversations, eventually from the head, it moves to one's own heart. So it's really a process of conversation, a bit like what Jesus did himself, like with the Samaritan woman. You have a conversation and it starts on one level, on a head level, and eventually it goes down to the deep part of our hearts. And there's where the Holy Spirit is working and graces us in the truth, in the truth of God and about his love. And as I said, it's a process and it it does take time and God's time, but it's always a time of grace. Sister, that sounds amazing. It must be fantastic to go to work every morning with all these different sorts of young people and and so many different relationships that you develop with them. What are the things when you get up in the morning and you're preparing to go to work, what are the things that that stand out for you as, as the key things that you want to achieve, the key things that are part of your mission on campus? Well, the first thing is as soon as I'm walking into the campus in the early morning is I acknowledge that I'm being sent, that Jesus is the one who's sending me as a missionary and that I'm just a means, a poor means in God's hands, a poor instrument in his hands, and a bridge to take opportunity, any opportunity, over a coffee, a, a passing, uh, you know, I meet someone accidentally or providentially on campus that I hadn't seen for months, to take any opportunity in any way to just reach out and just have this awareness that I am the mouthpiece of Jesus. Sister Maria, it sounds like you're doing exactly what we're called to do at the end of the Gospels. Go now and proclaim the good news. I thank you for being here with us and for spending some time with us on the journey. Thank you very much for having me. Welcome back. You're tuned to The Journey on Pulse 94.1 with Dodsey and Dave. Just wanted to give a cheerio to all the special religious education teachers who listen to The Journey. Hi, guys. Now, most people know SRE as scripture, and did you know that there are over 10,000 volunteer Christian SRE teachers who see around 250,000 students in New South Wales schools every single week? Dave, you're a scripture teacher, aren't you? Or as uh, as we know it, a catechist. Mate, I sure am, and I absolutely love it. And these teachers, they make an amazing contribution to public education and to the vast majority of families who really want to be able to have the choice of faith formation for their kids. 
Churches are always keen to train more volunteers for this important work in state schools. Yeah, look, if you'd like more information, why don't you contact Mr Jude Hennessy? He's on 4222-2407 or the Interchurch Commission of Religious Education in Schools on 49791335. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. From our personal experience, it would be hard to deny that we are created mind, body and spirit. I'll look back on some of my own experiences and notice that when I was sick, injured or exhausted, it was a catalyst for spiralling into negative thoughts. Often we can find ourselves addressing one aspect or another. Committing to daily prayer or going on silent retreat, or signing up to the next boot camp to whip ourselves into shape, or attending personal development seminars to get the latest cutting-edge information, constantly striving to maintain equilibrium. I believe part of the equilibrium that we strive for comes from learning and listening to our bodies. Our bodies can't heal one disease and leave the others unattended. When the body heals itself, it starts the process of healing all of it. Likewise, we can't obtain or master one virtue without growing in other virtues. We are delicately interwoven. This is often highlighted in scriptures in the connection between Jesus' healing physical ailments alongside spiritual healing through forgiveness. Important words from the document The Church and the Modern World says this, The split between the faith which many profess and their daily lives deserves to be counted among the more serious errors of our age. The more we come to understand the interconnectedness of our mind, body and spirit, we begin to understand and move towards wholeness and holiness. This is Trish for your weekly dose of milk and honey. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. And now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving. Hi, we're Byron and Francine Parola from Smart Loving, and today we're talking about the compatibility myth. There's really no such thing as two people being perfectly compatible. To start with, each person is incredibly complex. There's going to be something in their character that turns up sometime during the marriage that doesn't mesh with our soulmate expectation. It may be an attitude to an aspect of parenting or caring for aged parents, or something that just doesn't come on the radar in the dating period, because it's not part of our life at that time. Sometimes there are attitudes and beliefs of which even the individual is unaware until they pop up into their life, such as being confronted by an ethical dilemma at work. So it's just impossible to know or anticipate all these intricacies about our spouse's personality before marriage. Secondly, life changes us. The reality is, Francine is actually a very different person to the 21-year-old I married. Our life has been through many changes, five children, we've matured as individuals. The truth is, neither of us are the same as the day we got married. We are both changing daily in our experiences of our lives. So no matter how well a relationship starts out, no matter how compatible we think we are when we begin, life and marriage will always have its challenges as we grow and change. And through that, we learn different ways and new ways to love each other. This is what makes marriage hard. It's also what makes it wonderful. Marriage is a vehicle for personal transformation. When we'd rather just walk away, the marriage commitment holds us in relationship so that love can do its alchemy, transforming us bit by bit, from self-centred and self-serving to truly self-giving persons. We're Byron and Francine Parola, and for more tips to strengthen your marriage, visit smartloving.org. Welcome back. You're tuned to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. 
Dave, tell us a little bit about some local events coming up soon, mate. Come and attend the annual Spring Fair to be held at St John's Catholic Primary School, Jeremiah Street, Dapto, Saturday the 14th of September from 9.30am. There'll be rides, food, crafts, show bags, chocolate wheel and much more. A major raffle prize of $5,000. Tickets available on the day, raffle to be drawn at 2pm. When's the last time you took time out to nourish your faith? Well, how good does this sound? A six-day guided retreat at Hartzer Park in Barrel diving into the Gospel of John and presented by Father Michael Fallon. It all happens between the 20th and the 26th of September at 25 Edridge Park Road, Barrel. Just let Kathy or Sister Jenny know on 4861 3223. 4861 3223. The Women's Breakfast, hosted by Disciples of Jesus, will take place on Saturday the 12th of October between 8.30am and 10.30am. The breakfast is open to all women over 17 years of age where they can enjoy socialising with other women and be nourished by yummy food and a speaker talking on spiritual matters. It will be held at Cafe SA, Wollongong Salvation Army, Burelli Street. Cost is $15 per person. To find out more, contact Darian Cadman on 0411 608 024. 0411 024. Coming up shortly on The Journey with Dodsey and Dave, it's Living the Gospel with Pete Gilmore. Now let's live the gospel with Pete Gilmore. If you're ever driving to Melbourne from Wollongong, one of the things you'll realise is that it's pretty much one long road the entire way there. Sure, there are towns here and there and a few forks in the road, but for the most part, you just follow the signs and you're pretty well guaranteed to make it. The last time I travelled down, armed with my trusty iPhone, GPS loaded, the unthinkable happened. Somehow, on the one straight road, I got lost. Now, me being me, I thought I could, you know, I could figure it out and I'd eventually find the right way again. Truth was, though, the more I tried to find my way again, the more lost I got. Eventually, I had to swallow my pride and hit the reroute button and turn my car around. In life, with heaven as our destination, how easy is it to take a wrong turn? How easy it is to stop off here or there and get distracted? The good news is that even if we somehow end up in Adelaide, we can still hit that reroute button. We can still make that choice to follow God with all our heart. Wherever you are today, whether you're on the right track or not, I pray you have the courage to hit that reroute button. Perhaps take a few moments tonight before you sleep to pray and reflect, where am I and where should I be? God bless. Well, that's it for another edition of The Journey on Pulse 94.1. I had a great time. What about you, Dodsey? Mate, it's been great, and I can't wait for next week's show. Just a reminder for our listeners out there, you can listen live online at pulse941.com.au or even podcast all of our past programs, radio.dow.org.au. Also, we'd love to hear from you all. Email us at journey at dow.org.au. Keep in mind... The journey will be repeated Wednesdays, 10 till 11 p.m. on Pulse 94.1. And that's in addition to our regular time slot of Sundays, 11 a.m. up until midday. Well, Dodsey, what's happening on next week's show? A whole lot of great music, plus our regular presenters, Dave, including our weekly gospel reflection. Also, Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. Sister Hilda's wisdom from the Abbey. And as usual, we'll have a special interview lined up for you. And Trish McCarthy brings us milk and honey. Also, Smart Loving with the Parolas. And Pete Gilmore continues living the gospel. That's the journey with Dodsey and Dave. Faith, hope, love and life for the journey, Dodsey. So until next time, have have yourselves yourselves a great great week. week.
The Journey is produced by the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong in cooperation with Pulse 94.1 and edited by Jude Hennessy and Daniel Hopper from the Office of the Bishop. You have been listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey on cradio.org.au. You can listen into The Journey in Wollongong by tuning in to Pulse 94.1 on Sundays from 11am to 12pm or Wednesdays from 10 to 11pm. And you can tune in from anywhere else in the world through the Pulse 94.1 website or streaming on Cradio on Sundays from 8 to 9pm. To find all the episodes of The Journey and for more shows, talks and interviews, visit cradio.org.au.